You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that covers news and events happening in the world of Lucha Libre, talking Mexico-based promotions and top independents, along with Luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and more. And, of course, a shout-out to our streaming partners at thechairshot.com. My name is Miranda Morales, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. And let me bring in the rest of the team. Introducing first, we have the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how's it going? Uh, it's going fantastic. How's it going for you, Miranda? It's going great. Good to have you back on the show this week. Oh, thank you. It's glad. I'm happy to be back. It's good to be back. Yes, we let our listeners know you weren't joining us last week, and so we, we missed you sorely. And by we, yes, I mean me and the third member of this trio's team, and that's who? 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 It is the one and only Brendan Barr. That's who? <laughs> I'm glad you straightened that out. I thought when you said we, you met you and your dogs. <laughs> that too. That too. They, they get a sense of when things are, you know, are a little off on the show. But, they do. Uh, they yeah. do. But, uh, yes, the full trios team is back this week. It's good to be back. And, uh, yeah, uh, we got some great stories for you this week. So let's jump into it with news of the week with Brendan. All right. I'm starting off with a fun one this week. So, uh, the Benito Juarez mayor has celebrated Atlantis for his upcoming 40th anniversary. They had a small celebration at a pool with divers doing dives in Atlantis masks. Uh, there was uh, obviously some members of his own fan club there. Uh, eventually, a pickleball court is going to be named in his honor. Uh, so there you go. I did pickleball. I have found out recently is a huge thing right now. So that's kind of a, a cool deal. I just want to see like Atlantis's mask painted in the middle of the pickleball court. That'd be. I, I'd play pickleball there all day, every day. Um, they. Uh, they're going to have further celebrations going forward. Atlantis has gone on the record and said quite jokingly that he plans to continue wrestling for another 20 or 25 years. So, um, there, you know, there you go. Congratulations, Atlantis, on having a pickleball court. I have a new life goal. I want a pickleball court with my face on it. It's very cool. Uh, <laughs> to a tennis court, and people play pickleball up there all the time. It is crazy mm-hmm. popular right now. Yeah. Sweet, yeah. 
Oh, in Arizona too. I I didn't. Uh, yeah, they opened a big uh pickleball court last year at the Bell Bank Park, which is in the East Valley, and yeah. Um, we also have a large retirement community, and the older people just love pickleball. <laughs> there we go. Um, maybe the maybe that's Atlantis's retirement plan in twenty to twenty five years. He's just gonna retire to the low contact sport of pickleball. Mass pickleball. <laughs> Mass pickleball. I'd do it. I do. Yeah. It. <laughs> I could totally get in on that. Yeah, I got some designs in mind. Uh. In other news, uh, Dusty and I are going to co-work on this one. The Super Juniors tournament is going on over in Japan. And the big story coming out of that is that uh, T10 is three out of four matches so far. With He has wins over Kushida, Taguchi, and TJP, with his lone loss being to Ishimori. Yeah, Which, uh, Nishimori is kind of a big deal. He's a Bullet Club guy. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's he's actually been to AAA before, so he understands the Lucha thing. Um, he wrestled at the World Cup in, I believe, 2017 and 2016, I think. And uh, But, yeah, he also did some of his um, Young Lion training with AAA. With uh, AAA. Back in, yeah, with AAA, like back when they were still associated with New Japan. I mean, he, he's about 40. Ishimori, and he, so his, uh, yeah. yeah, his young lion, I don't know if you remember that, like around the turn of the century, clear up to about 2008, I believe, 2007, maybe, um, New Japan and AAA were aligned, and he had some shows there where he came for his seasoning and was here. Very nice. Yeah, ah. and so he has a, a big history with Lucha, very cool, but he's also very high profile, he's in the Bullet Club. He, he too won three out of his four matches. He only lost to Leo Rush, who's had a pretty strong showing in all of this too, which is exciting. Yeah. 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 Leo Rush is in first place in their, their mutual division with eight points. And then Ishimori and Titan are both with six points, also tied with Speedball Mike Bailey for second place with, at six points. So I don't know how that's going to resolve itself at this point. That's. That's why I'm glad I'm not dusty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's exciting. I yeah. yeah. There's no clear winner, and that's the most exciting part. Really stacked division, really stacked pools on both sides. Uh, the other side has Bushi and El Desperado. You know, they're kind of of lucha interest. But yeah, Speedball Mike Bailey. I mean, he seems like a natural winner in this. But the fact that you know Leo Rush is way ahead, and we've seen Leo Rush. He's done the lucha thing. He was the original Spider-Man for the uh, Marvel lucha thing in AAA. So it's really a strong. Lucha showing any way you look at it. Very yeah. lots yeah. of lucha in here. Uh, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, the other side is a little less lucha, but I mean, you, you do have the standout. Notice you noticeably have El Desperado over there, who's yeah, very much got a lucha gimmick and kind of a bit of a lucha style. And Bushi as well. Yeah, I'm just. Super exciting. Unfortunately, uh, Japan is all the way across the world, so I never get to see any of these results live. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dusty is much the same way. Yeah, it's it doesn't coincide very easily with my schedule. Um, some mornings I can catch the tail end of Lucha things, but I, I don't see them live very often. The New Japan Lucha, rather, but I, I don't see them mm -hmm. live very often. 
Very cool. We will be keeping you guys updated on the Super Juniors because there's always lots of good Lucha action there. This is not unique this year. Um, it's more unique that uh, a CMLL competitor is doing so well because uh, they tend to to use this to push their in-house guys more than their visitors. Uh, and then uh, I just wanted to give everybody, before we switch over to the Indie Roundup, because ROH is not an Indie uh, uh, I just wanted to give everybody a quick little update. There wasn't a lot of uh, Lucha action, but we did have Vert Vixen on the show. And for those of you who haven't heard me talk about this yet, Vert Vixen and I have chatted many times about the fact that she trains down in Texas under Daga. So um, she's not overtly Lucha, but she she knows a lot of Lucha. So I always try and throw her in there. Um, I found out who uh, Cage is is six-man tags with. He's with Gates of Agony as part of the embassy, so they were on the show um, in six-man action. You had A.R. Fox and Sonny Kiss on the show as well, and then you had the Battle of the Max. Somewhere in the middle of the show, you had Willie Mac versus Ninja Mac in in the oversized luchador match that you didn't know you needed in your life. So that's the main reason I wanted to throw in ROH this week, because I wanted to recommend that match. It's not even the main event, so you don't have to stick around through the whole thing if you don't want. But there you go, ROH on Honor Club this week. Check it out. And uh, now I'm going to switch over to the Indie Roundup. I've got a, a quick story, and then Miranda's got some stories to tell us, too. Although... Um, I think hers are going to be way more uh, historic than mine. Over on our Facebook group, we had uh, someone post a, a match, which ha- was a six-man match, so, uh, featuring Zachary Wentz, Myron Reed, and Vito Fratelli against Flip Wilson, Galeno Del Mal, and Destiny. And this was done down in the crash. Uh, it is it is uh, a crash style match where things go sideways very quickly and there's lots of brawling and lots of people uh, in the second row got a chance to take home a luchador and uh, I mean I can't say enough good things about it it's right there on our Facebook group or you can look for it on on YouTube yourself um, but uh, there we go we have that uh, Flip Wilson Galeno Del Mar and Destiny did win. Uh, so I'm even more excited because that's that's the side I would have been I was rooting for when as soon as I saw the lineups. Uh, and then uh, Miranda, you did some stuff this last weekend. Yes, uh, I have the uh, honor and privilege, as they say, uh, to be the ring announcer for Queen of Indies in San Francisco this past Saturday. It was a joint show by Pro Wrestling Revolution and West Coast Pro. Uh, this is the first ever Queen of Indies tournament, uh, modeled after the King of Indies tournament that has been going on for many years now. Um, and I just have a few quick results for that, from that show. Um, first off, we had our first four, uh, or our, yeah, our four, uh, first round matches for the Queen of Indies, uh, tournament. Uh, first we had, actually first on the, the card for, um, the, uh, tournament was, uh, Dulce Tormenta versus Lady Frost. Um, which I was so excited to see Lady Frost and Dulce Tormenta wrestle in person. Uh, 
Lady Frost uh, highlighting, you know, her recent time in CMLL um, and Dulce Torrenta with her lucha background made a very, very interesting match. Um, and she does call herself the gymnast assassin, uh, Lady Frost, for nothing, not for nothing, because she um, was just phenomenal aerial um, assault throughout that match. She won that first round match. We also had Unagi Sayaka versus Billy Starks. Um, a really fun match with Unaki Sayaka, um, or Sayaka, um, win that match. Um, from there, we had our third first round match, and that was, uh, Mio Momono versus Maria, uh, with Mio winning. And then the last first round match was, uh, Hyan versus Masha Slamovich, with Masha winning. Uh, as far as the queen slash king of indies format, what happens is after the first round match, the four winners of the first round match then head to a tag team match, and the winners then move on to the final. So we had uh, Mio uh, Momono and Masha Slamovich teaming up versus Lady Frost and Unaki uh, Sayaka. Uh, and uh, the team of Mio... Uh, Momono and Masha Slamovich won leading to the finals. Uh, before I announce the finals, I do also want to give a special shout out to, uh, the special attraction, uh, six woman tag match that we had. And I'm just pulling up that info right now. Uh, we had kind of Team Marvelous uh, versus Team Pro Wrestling Revolution. Uh, for Pro Wrestling Revolution, we had Charisma, Nicole Savoy, and Lady Apache versus uh, Team Marvelous, which was the team of Sandra Moon, Takumi Iroha, and Chagusa Nagayo, uh, with Team Marvelous winning. Um, such a fantastic, fantastic match, especially your veterans in there, uh, Lady Apache and Chikusa Nagayo, um, really having some great moments, um, and I, I really love this show. This show in general is available on IWTV, so you can get the replay. I highly, highly recommend it. Honestly, it was the best women's show I've ever been a part of, ever seen. Um just having every match be so phenomenal. The talent coming from the Marvelous promotion in uh, Japan really set the tone for amazing wrestling throughout the night. Um, and that led to our main event uh, for the Queen of Indies Tournament Finals, Masha Slamovich versus Mio uh, Momono and... This one had such an amazing series of near falls at the end. Um, but your winner coming out on top and your first ever Queen of Indies tournament winner was Masha Slamovich. So um, very uh, well-deserved. Another big announcement that came during the show is that King of Indies is making their return next year. So the King of Indies tournament will be happening next year, 2024, in San Francisco. And Queen of Indies will be making the jump over to Japan. So Queen of Indies will be happening in Japan. So uh, very amazing start, and it seems like the partner partnership with Marvelous really led to be very fruitful. Um, they also had a tryout um, 
there uh, over the weekend where they had uh, different competitors or different wrestlers from throughout uh, really, you know, the United States come um, to do a tryout with the winners of that tryout getting the opportunity to wrestle for Marvelous in Japan. Uh, the winners of that tryout were on the women's side, Gigi Ray and Promise Braxton for the men, Alpha Zoe and Pro Wrestling Revolution Zone Viento. Um, was uh, selected for uh, that opportunity. So two men and two women from the U.S. will be traveling to Japan sometime um, to wrestle for Marvelous in Japan. Great stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, I Like I said, uh, check it out on IWTV. You can order it still, watch it. It is a, a fantastic, fun show. Um, all of the women on that show were phenomenal. And, uh, again, especially those, uh, matches for the Queen of Indies, uh, tournament brackets were outstanding. And that finals is something else. Like, it's, it's awesome. So, IWTV, go order it now. <laughs> Take my money, please. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that's it. Make sure to follow West Coast Pro uh, on social media at West Coast Pro Official, Pro Wrestling Revolution at uh, PW Revolution uh, on social media for information on their upcoming shows. Uh, both are fantastic, fantastic promotions. Um, West Coast Pro has their next show coming up, Cruel Summer, on July 8th. And just announced two days ago, they're going to have Black Taurus on their show. Um, yeah, love, uh, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, also pro wrestling revolution continues the summer, at, uh, uh, throughout their shows up in the Bay area, uh, Gordon Birch, their night market on Thursdays. They're going to be having things throughout, um, you know, park events, city events, and they'll be coming back to San Jose and San Francisco in the fall. But follow both West Coast Pro and Pro Wrestling Revolution on social media to see all of uh, information for all of their upcoming shows. That is it. I believe that's – oh, no, we still have um, some additional indie roundup results, Brendan. Uh, or no? No, that was that okay. was what I, I was ending on you, so that you could talk okay. to the lady and do the thing. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, don't forget if you are a independent wrestling fan, uh, referee, promoter, wrestler, announcer, uh, photographer, anything, uh, we would love to hear from you and get results for other uh, lucha libre. Uh, shows and matches that are happening throughout the U.S. So make sure you stay tuned to the end of the show where we give our social medias. But up next, we are going to kick it off to Denise Alcedo, who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. 
Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. On Tuesdays, Math, Mats, and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live, it's WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central Weekly podcast. One in English y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha Legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution Luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at Lucha-Masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. All right, we are back with the second half of this show. Uh, and starting first, a fairly big on-screen return uh, with AEW. Dusty, tell us more. Yeah, well, Thunder Rosa made her on-screen return on AEW Dynamite. Rosa, as you may remember, she's been out of action for a while with a back injury. They had a thing on the show where the disgruntled wrestlers kind of showed up to Tony Khan's door. Thunder Rosa was one of them. Kind of a, a big deal, I guess. It implies that she may be the like the women's leader of the new they're they're hinting towards a new show, I guess is the, the first thing to start with. It's going to be titled AEW Collision and air on Saturday nights, but apparently the roster is going to be a little different and they're doing it maybe you know, mostly to help separate some of the wrestlers that don't get along. There's rumors that, you know, the headline shows will be the elite on one side, CM Punk on the other side. And so, but Thunder Rosa, she showed up at Tony Khan's door. 
she's one of the most popular wrestlers in the company, men or women. She's a former AEW World's Champion, so if she was going to be the leader on a show like that, I think it'd be very exciting. We've seen what she can do with Mission Pro Wrestling, and I think there's a lot of promise that Thunder Rosa is the head of a division and kind of a locker room leader for the women in that way. And really exciting stuff, but hopefully we'll get to see her soon. As of recording, the announcement hasn't been made, but they say the biggest announcement in AEW history will be made on the uh, May 17th episode of AEW Dynamite that is just going to be huge news. So we'll cover that next week. But as for now, right now, Thunder Rosa is back on screen at least. And whenever the AEW Collision show starts on Saturday nights, looks like she will be part of that. I... So, uh, first off, that's super cool, uh, and we continue to talk about this potential brand split uh, and all of that, which reminded me of uh, a reference to an interview I heard this week. Like, an older interview with Bischoff was talking, Eric Bischoff, for those of you who, uh, it was how he was talking about one of the biggest causes, one of the earliest causes, not biggest, but earliest causes of their, their financial troubles was when they went to the second show when they added Thunder. And he said a lot of the the uh, executives at the TV show and, and other people that handled money said that that was going to be a big issue. It kind of watered down, waters down the product. I mean, Dusty, you lived through Thunder. It did kind of water down the product. Oh, yeah, Thunder was kind of... Uh, the first <laughs> few episodes were great. And yeah. then it very slowly became terrible. <laughs> yeah, like laughable. Like people when yeah. they laugh about wrestling usually are laughing about something that happened on Thunder. Uh, but yeah, most of your WCW funny stories, a lot of them happened on Thunder. Started with Thunder. Yeah. Uh, but what I like about this with the brand, the idea of the brand split, if they can do it with more honesty and integrity than the WWE has done over the, the years they've attempted to brand split, is that um, it can keep the product fresh for both shows and, and give people reasons to tune into both. Yeah. Uh, if, if you can only get Thunder Rosa on, on Collision then and you're a Thunder Rosa fan, then you're going to want to see that show. I mean, you know, and if you've got... The rumor is CM Punk is going to be on that show yeah. as well. So, uh, you know, you've got your CM Punk, you've got your Thunder Rosa, and you've got your... Um, uh, Top guys. Uh, yeah. yeah, FTR. FTR. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got plenty of reason for a type of wrestling fan to tune in over there. Like, just by those that potential matchup of uh, five people alone, I want to watch that that programming because I feel like I'm going to get more of the wrestling I want. Throw in a couple yeah. of doors and I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, well, and Saturday Night Wrestling, especially for older fans who might be more into CM Punk and FTR and guys like that, was a tradition for years and years. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, every it was Saturday big, night. Yeah. It's the big night for wrestling, yeah. And so, it, it, yeah, it's exciting, and it feels, yeah, like it's appealing to a certain type of wrestling fan, as you mentioned. But I, I enjoy that type of wrestling myself, and so I, I'll be watching, and yeah, very excited. We, we can admit it on this show. We're the the old guys on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> don't like it. I won't even go as far as saying we don't like young kids wrestling. We like the old wrestling really a lot. The young kids yeah. wrestling is great, but man, does that that eighty stuff really hit hit hard for us. Let's just yeah. yeah. Eighties it, it, <laughs> for me is what the Attitude Era is for most other people. Like yeah. I, I really like. Yeah, 80s that sounds wrestling. about that sounds about right. 
<laughs> that's, but that's the thing, you know. Eventually, the Attitude Era will become, you know, the equivalent to the '80s. And then, yeah. what am I going to do? I mean, already. <laughs> you'll be, you'll be like. So that's what Dusty and Brendan were talking about. Yeah, that's so. That's it's going to be some hard realities. But sure enough. I just wanted to throw that in. We keep talking about this brand split. Um, Miranda, I'm just going to ask you, uh, since I already said mine, who would you want to see on the AEW brand split show? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think that it's, it's honestly hard for me to say because I think that the brand split could be a great way of being able to tell stories more succinctly mm-hmm. and hopefully not copying things and or maybe they will I don't know and I feel like the comparison I have and and um Dusty, I know you may be able to relate to this, is seeing, you know, what they do on Dynamite versus what they do on Rampage. That yes. some things they literally just copy and paste from Dynamite to Rampage. And hopefully they are able to keep stories a little bit more separately, um, but also be able to tell them more succinctly without, um, you know, all of that. I honestly think more of a you know, deeper, like a trio storyline. Um, uh, again, we've talked to about how, uh, you know, AEW has, and this was really more me and Brendan talking last week, Dusty, but something that came out of our conversation about backlash is AEW putting a bigger focus on Lucha Libre and, and yep. eventually, you know, possibly doing a show in Latin America, they have some of the best lucha talent in the world. And right yeah. now, those stories are kind of lost in the sauce. And so if you could have one show where you feature, you know, Phoenix um, and Penta, but then also, uh, you know, Andrade in a separate one, uh, maybe, you know, just just being able to have more spread out your talent so that you can actually tell stories more and actually try and get invested in them a little bit more. An interesting thing, honestly, um, we were talking about this on off, off air, but I've watched several episodes of AW All Access, which is more of the behind the scenes show. And to be honest, I feel like they've done a better job telling people's stories in All Access than they do on television. That's Me. always been my problem with AEW. Like, yeah. All Access is better. Be the Elite is better. Um, I mean, uh, Sammy's vlog is yeah. better at telling stories than so AEW seeing, television. Yeah, I think this week they told kind of a story about Ty Conti and Ruby uh, Soho about kind of some previous tension in one of their matches and coming together, you know, I can understand how for some people it um, tells too much of behind the scenes, but it at least tells you more about dynamics between people and you're able to follow a story and get more invested in that. And, yeah, it, it um, makes me more invested in, in watching the match. And yeah. I, I, I want I want that level of investment to come organically because yes. more fans will come if you do yeah. that. On a show, maybe when they replace Dark and Dark Elevation on YouTube, maybe they'll put programming like that that's AEW done instead of independently yeah. branded. Um, so I know it doesn't answer the question about who I want to see on what show, because, <laughs> but to be honest, 
It doesn't matter it, to me. It sort I of honestly, does. You said you wanted to see more luchadors be elevated. Well, I so. think, but I think in general, I just want better storytelling. And hopefully yeah. by having two distinct shows, you know, it, I think it'll be also interesting on how they approach this because for WWE, when they did the most recent brand split, you of course had people on each show. You also have your free agents. So people who are going in between shows, um, are they going to have more of a sports feel to it? Is it going to, is it going to be a hard brand split? Is it, you know, are there going to be more just like, quote unquote, pillars of each show and then the rest of the brands, you know, the rest of the wrestlers are more fluid? You know, I, it'll be very interesting to see. But in general, I just hope that this is a, being used as a tool to be able to tell stories a little bit better that aren't literally replicating the same type of format where you have run-ins and talking about, you know, shitty WCW, you know, yeah. getting to the end of it where literally, especially that, you know, the 2000s, where yeah. literally every match ended in a run-in or DQ or stuff like that. I kind of feel like we're getting to that point in AW where, like, you know, you have a lot of run-ins. You have a lot of distractions. You have a lot of, like, kind of the same things. Now, granted, the match quality is still fantastic, but you still have some of the same archetypes that are being used that make yeah. stories a bit more predictable. And not only is it just that they're being used, they're being used within the same show. Yeah, no, you can if you have four different run-ins from three different factions on the same night, it just the fans get kind of numb to the emotion of what's going on. Why is uh you know why is Dominic running out to ringside? I know that's a different promotion. Don't correct me, internet. I'm using that because that's uh that is a borderline story that it could happen, right? You know, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You, you get numb to that, and you don't want uh, – I don't want that to happen. I want AEW to mix up the stories. I want to see – I mean, I was so excited when uh, Blackpool started doing – because I was like, oh, good, we have a faction that's about wrestling, right? Not cutting each other, not getting, like, poles and hitting each other over the head, but, like, actual wrestling. Um, uh, then it turned into a run-in thing. Uh, <laughs> it really did. <laughs> anyway, we're we're here to talk about Lucha. There's lots we can say about AEW. Maybe that's a different show we do. If you guys want to hear us rant about WWE and AEW just in general, let us know. We'll do a different show. We can talk about that. But we're here for Lucha, right? Awesome. Well, uh, we have one more news story for you, and that's triple a uh dusty and i are going to tag team this um some <laughs> interesting news about the crockett cup related to triple a yeah the nwa is back with their crockett cup tournament this year triple a is sending two teams to compete the first team will be octagon jr and miss disease maybe miss disease jr it seems like it's kind of interchangeable at this point the and Go ahead. The graphic says Mr. C's Jr. I was enjoying the fact that it was Octagon Jr. and Mr. C's Jr. So I was yeah. I, I noticed that too, and I hoped that was the point. But AAA lately has just been calling him Mr. C's, which is True. interesting. But the second team is Toxin and Aries, and that's this is going to be a wild tournament. Those four guys 
are just a, an incredible group of luchadors. They're going to make a name for themselves at some point very soon. This could be it. But we also have La Rebellion. They're always a threat. They're always there to cause chaos. Lots of exciting stuff. The show is going to be on Fight TV. It will air two nights, a Saturday and a Sunday. I don't have the date in my notes, but the shows are $25 each or $45 for the weekend. Uh, that is going to be June 3rd and 4th, and it's in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. or Yeah, North Carolina, at the Winston-Salem Arena. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, we talked about La Rebellion really making an impact with the NWA being, you know, they're, they're former tag champs and, uh, you know, NWA not really having a, a big Lucha Libre presence. So to have uh, two teams on top of La Rebellion part of the Crockett Cup is really big. I, I believe in the press release and talking about this, um, NWA announced that they're, you know, continuing their partnership with AAA. So also, you know, broadcasting that, that this is, you know, part of a, a larger partnership with, um, with AAA. And there is going to be a six-way scramble to name the number one contender for the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship. And no, like entrants have been announced yet, so we could see some AAA involvement there as well. And I think that would be great to have that go beyond just the, uh, you know, the tag, yeah, the tag tournament. matches. Yeah, the yeah. tag matches and, and get to, uh, you know, singles competition. I think that would be such a great utilization of the Lucha Libre talent in uh, AAA. So, and NWA, you know, to be honest, needs some of those flashing matches, so... Hey, you know, yeah. what what better way to do that than uh, with luchadors from AAA? Absolutely. Uh, back back in my day, oh, back in the eighties, <laughs> they they did have the Guerrero family. Uh, they so they the NWA had the Guerrero. They were even in the first or second Crockett Cup. There was, uh, well, uh, Hector was there. I don't think it was Hector and and Chavo. But, uh, was that back when he was Laser Tron? No. <laughs> <laughs> Laser Tron was not in the Crockett Cup. <laughs> and it's sad that we uh, both knew that gimmick, and I had to try and relate. <laughs> I was going to try and not bring up Laser Tron, but yes. Uh, <laughs> same band. One gimmick was for adults, one gimmick was for children, and um, both of them were amazing in their unique ways. Uh, so, but yeah, the, uh, you have a deep history in the NWA with uh, ex- with using luchadors as part of the card, but they are uh, they were typically more of enhancing kind of the undercard to get the, the crowd more excited, which is kind of how I see them being used in the present day right now. So, I think you're onto something, though, Miranda. Is more or less what I was getting to. Yeah, great minds think alike. <laughs> <laughs> That does it for this week's episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. But before we head off, we got to tell you a little bit more about LuchaCentral.com. Brendan, can you let our lovely listeners know what they can find on LuchaCentral.com? Well, so let's do this. If you're listening to this and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it's time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre. 
where you can get all of your top news in English and in Spanish. You can find the best curated video content and original content that is not seen anywhere else. You can find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. It's a place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards, seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And, as always, it's free. So hurry on over now to LuchaCentral.com. It's your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. And while you are online, make sure to follow Lucha Central on social media at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram and at LuchaCentral.com on Twitter. You can also visit Lucha Central's YouTube page that has hours upon hours of content that you're not going to find anywhere else, including previous episodes of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast in English and in Espanol, as well as other shows from the Lucha Central Podcast Network interviews, matches, and, of course, previous videos from Expo Luchas, and, of course, much, much more. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We'll start off with Dusty. Can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Yes, I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy, and I am on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy. And, Brendan, can you let our listeners know where they can find you? I can. First, I'm going to cheat a little bit and throw in one more Lucha Central link that I referenced earlier in the show. We have a group, the Lucha Central Weekly News. You can just find us if you search for Lucha Central Weekly News. There are several videos that have been posted there. You can catch all kinds of live matches and indie matches there. Uh, it's also a great way to casually chat with uh, me and Dusty and sometimes even Miranda about uh, about the matches that we watch because... We sneak in there and comment sometimes. But if you want to catch me and just talk to me, I am 321 T-Shirt Guy. That's 321, the numbers. T-Shirt Guy is all spelled out. I am on Facebook. I am on Twitter. And I'm, well, I'm on Instagram and I'm all over the Twitters. I ruined that. I did all the other stuff fine and then I ruined that. (laughs) No such thing. No such thing. It's your plug. You do however you want. Uh, me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not on Twitter, so don't go ahead. Don't I got subscribe. you. Yeah, go ahead and instead reach out to, uh, to Brendan with anything that you would like to reach out to me on Twitter about. But again, Facebook and Instagram at the hashtag Miranda, uh, and reach out to any of us. Um, if you would like to give us any feedback on the show, questions, all of that, feel free to contact us. Also, if you are listening to the show on your favorite podcast streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe so that way you get a notification each and every time a new episode drops. You can leave us a five-star rating, and you can also drop some comments in the review. And, of course, don't forget to visit our streaming partners at thechairshot.com. That does it for us this week on the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. For Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy, I am Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much, and we will be with you next time. (laughs) 